Welcome back to the Rab Mountain People podcast with me, your host, Andy Cave. In this series, we delve into what it means to be bold. If you're climbing, hiking or running in the mountains, there will always be an element of risk. But being bold is not necessarily just about physical risk, of course. At some point, we all encounter mental barriers. Whether it's a fear of falling, a fear of failure or trying to adopt a mindset for optimum performance, simply to be the best we can be. Here's a glimpse of what's in store. I went past the climbing centre on the bus and realised how close it was to my house. After that, I was just like, I have to, like, I've got nothing to do. Like, I'm, so I was just like, I need to, need to go and try it. And I did. And that was literally the beginning of everything. We've talked to a lot of people about overcoming mental barriers to improve climbing performance in this series. There are people, though, who have to overcome so much in terms of their mental health in daily life. In this episode, I chat with Shel Neville, a proud mum in her early 40s, based in London. In her own words, I was diagnosed with depression in 2009. My mental health has seen some very dark days over the years. I've always done my best to try and be strong and overcome my own obstacles. But it wasn't until I found climbing that I started to really make progress that was lasting and didn't feel like a mask for my issues but more of a toolbox that gave me what I needed to better understand myself. Finding climbing, as it has for many, has changed my life in so many ways, and all for the positive. It changed my perception of myself and what I was capable of. It helped me become fitter and healthier. I even managed to reverse my type two diabetes. I have made so many wonderful friends and met so many strong, amazing women. I always say, I didn't choose climbing, climbing chose me. Thanks for taking the time. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, just went out to the Peak District yesterday, so I'm like recovering from that and working this morning. So I feel like I haven't really had any time to like process it. I've just been like, you know, busy. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So do you enjoy that time to process it afterwards? Is that a big an important part of it for you? Yeah, definitely. I think um yeah it really is because there's so many emotions and feelings involved and when you're new and you don't really know what to expect and like going from indoor to outdoor climbing is such a massive transition it's not easy so yeah for me it's a lot to process because it's just such a roller coaster of just like absolutely loving it like questioning why I'm there like having the best time so like never wanting to do it again <laughs> listen <laughs> i think that it'd be brilliant to find out more a little bit about that but i'd like to go right back to the beginning or just to get to know you a little bit more i think um so tell us about yourself where you're based family work what's going on any interests outside of work or is it mainly climbing now climbing and music so um my name's Shell. I'm 41. Um, come from London. Um, moved moved around a lot as a kid. Well, not a great deal, but we ended up moving to Australia when I was like a teenager with my family, um, which is my, my mum, dad and my brother. Um, they're still there. I came back when I was in my early 20s for like a one year holiday. And I'm still here like 16 years later. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to see kind of like where I came from because I left London when I was nine and we lived um, in Lim in a little village up north um, between like 
in nine and 13. And then I kind of went to Australia for my formative years. I didn't really know London. And I wanted to come back. And yeah, haven't left. And now I've got a 15-year-old daughter who's absolutely amazing. Um, and that's kind of a bit of my background. For I've always loved music. It's probably my next favourite passion, like live music. and Yeah, any um, kind of music? All the old 60s and 70s stuff, the good stuff, like Woodstock, like just all the hippie, like... You know, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, Janis, Zeppelin, all those guys. Um, it's probably my favourite kind of music. Listen to it a lot. Um, and yeah, climbing's probably taken over like the past, well, since I found it really. I know that on the, uh, you've been part of the Women's Trad Fest. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. But I know that on their website, there's a, there's a section, climbers like me or people like me and you've wrote a really nice piece on that and um there was one bit in there where you're talking about being diagnosed with depression in 2009 mm-hmm. and i wanted if you don't mind talk a little bit about it was that something that was always there or did it emerge when did you notice it and what impact did it was it having on you or does it have on you um that's a really kind of hard one because it was a really difficult time and it's it's been difficult learning how to deal with that and to um process it I suppose like was diagnosed in 2009 it was because of um at the time I wasn't really sure um but it was just because I think it was more for me circumstantial um I was in an unhappy relationship and let's just say that that didn't really work out well that's when I first started that's when I was like in 2000 that's kind of like when I was first diagnosed with depression and I think I've always kind of had an element of it my whole life and anxiety um and just kind of assumed it was normal obviously like my whole situation then kind of perpetuated it and it was just a bit of a spiral down and uh, it's it's really hard to describe did climbing was that around that time when you discovered climbing or was that quite a bit later it's quite a bit later so I spent quite a, a lot of years just suffering and obviously just dealing with depression on a regular basis um and my anxiety and I've had like CBT I've had quite a lot of CBT therapy for it now and I've done a lot of work on myself and like my mindset and how I think and approach things and stuff like that, which has really, really, really helped. Finding climbing has been an absolute life-changing experience and one I never expected, but one that's just been an absolute gift. I think it has taught me a lot and it's kind of helped me to be able to kind of come out of that. I'd like to think like at the moment I've, I don't really feel like I suffer from depression that much. I have dark days, but they're fewer and far, like, you know, less, like they're a lot less than they used to be. Anxiety is still quite a big problem for me. But again, the things, the lessons that I've learned through climbing teach me how I can deal with those things as well and how I can kind of better manage my processes 
So I yeah. guess it's just been years and years and years of lots of trial and error and thinking what's right for me and what would make me happy and just kind of addressing each little issue as you kind of go along, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for sharing. It's very brave of you to share your story. I was just thinking that, you know, a lot of people who've never climbed, they say things like, you wouldn't get me up there. because if you're, if you're struggling with anxiety and then you go climbing, people are like, well, how does that work? I think it might be the opposite. For most people, it makes them anxious. Like if you look over the edge of something. It makes me anxious. <laughs> it scares the living daylights out with me. So why do you do it? come easy, I tell you. <laughs> or what? Tell us a little bit about how it came about. How did you discover climbing? Obviously, you talked quite a lot about being passionate about music. Was it a random chance or did you see it and think, I want to try that? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, music's been my main passion, so I kind of just followed that. But then how climbing came around is, um, I guess, like throughout my whole life, especially like, you know, my teens and my early years, if ever I came across climbing, I've never been athletic or sporty in any way, shape or form. I used to do like ice skating, play drums. That's about it. And I've always been interested, like every time I've seen climbing, like on the TV or ever come across anyone that's gone, oh, I climb and I've always been like really like interested in it, but just assumed that because I wasn't athletic and that because I'm big and because I didn't really enjoy exercise, I just kind of thought never occurred to me to try it. And then when I left the unhappy relationship and became single and changed I think changing those circumstances as well helped and moved to North London I was just taking I moved to a new place I was taking my daughter home because she like comes to me and then she like lives with him and his um wife and we're all really happy and you know we get along and she's she's really cool um but I was taking her home and um I went past the climbing center on the bus and realized how close it was to my house and uh after that I was just like I have to <laughs> like I've got nothing to do like I'm you know like Amber wasn't with me like I was working I had spare time so I was just like I need to need to go and try it and I did and that was literally the beginning of everything <laughs> what's the climbing center what's it called I went to the it was the castle climbing center yeah and in London. What, you just walked in and said, you know, how does this work? Did you go on like an introductory session or something? Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly what I did. So I kind of like went past it on the bus. And then the next day I was like checking out, you know, how to kind of go about climbing um, and noticed that they had an intro to climbing course. So I booked myself onto that. Um, and and yeah, it all started from there. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I, I'm scared of heights. I'm scared of falling. I'm scared of all of that stuff. I just had no kind of, I had no prior expectation. I didn't put any pressure on myself. I was just like, I'm just going to go and try this thing and see what happens. Um, and was it, it turned out scary? Like, Was it quite scary just to, you know, going in there and asking and trying it? It was really intimidating for a little while. Um, I think, you know, you just kind of, with anything new when it's new to you you kind of just don't know what to expect but my experiences have been quite positive and doing doing the course was amazing and from that moment on 
I just knew that I wanted to climb, even though it was scary and I cried and I laughed and I felt accomplished and I did things I never thought I could do. And it was just amazing to kind of feel that. Brilliant. So it's quite a welcoming environment you found. It was. It really was. I think um, my biggest kind of anxiety on my first, on the intro to climbing course was that the harness didn't fit me. <laughs> like the, the harnesses, the higher harness didn't fit me. So on the intro to climbing course, he had to put me in like a full body harness which yeah. was a little bit embarrassing, but at the same time, I was just kind of like, well, I'm here to climb. And if this is how I do that safely, then that's how I do this safely. Um, and I kind of just pretend like I can't, or didn't pretend, but I just kind of didn't let it get me down, even though it would have been in my nature for that to get me down because I've always been quite um, conscious of my size. One of the bits you talked about in terms of regarding to the mental health is that there's a bit on the site. I didn't feel like I needed a mask for my issues anymore. Something around that. So was it... What, finding climbing made me feel that way? Yeah. I think it was in, in, in when the bit when you're talking about mental health and I think it maybe some of the solutions you tried over the years. And then it's almost like, I guess, how climbing made you feel in relation to that. It's helped me embrace myself more as a person and it's kind of helped me understand myself better as a person. Um, and yeah, I definitely kind of don't hide behind anything now. Like I don't feel like I need to. I think the thing when you have depression is, and I'm still guilty of doing now on the down days is just whacking a smile on your face and pretending everything's fine. And, and I'm, you know, I've always been quite active, even though, even though when I've had like my worst mental health days, I've still been able to get dressed and go to work and just kind of, you know, have to pretend that you're okay. You know, and sometimes I think with climbing, it's definitely put me, I've always been an emotional person and I would be surprised if we get through this interview without me crying at least once. Um, sure. <laughs> just because that's what I do. I just get emotional because I, I really feel my feelings and yeah. Um, you know, even that and it's, you know, trying to process that is kind of annoying for me because it's like you feel your feelings, but also you don't want to be judged and you don't want to be like seen as weak on and all of those things. Because I think that's what crying means to some people. But yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm a weak person. And when I'm when I cry, it's um, it's just because of being overwhelmed. <laughs> so climbing is an experience. If we take that. Let's say you arrange to go out climbing, could be the climbing wall uh, or it could be outside, like up in the Peak District. Do you have different feelings depending on the day in terms of, you know, how brave you're going to be or do you want to just be more like, oh, today, you know, how, how do you manage that? Do you have a sense of like, okay, this is this kind of day or, you know, and then how do you adapt that within a group? Say you've come up to the Peak District before two days and you've got the good day and not so good day I just wonder how that plays out for you I think it's just being honest with myself about what I am and capable of in that moment and what I'm not capable of the weekend that I just had for example kind of it was a roller coaster of like getting up some routes and feeling absolutely amazing and just like so happy 
and then not being able to get up other routes and kind of feeling a bit disappointed in myself and kind of but then you ask yourself like why and I think the people I was with then it's like as long as you try but I think for me if something's particularly hard and I want to have a go at it I'll at least try but I will like if I feel the fear getting too much or it's too overwhelming I kind of try and just bring it back a bit and just be honest about what I can and can't do and some days that's going to be more than others some days you can push harder and some days like yesterday that got to a point where I was just like at three o'clock I was like I don't want to do anything else I tried climbing, I did some, you know, anchor building and stuff. And I just got to the point where my brain was just incapable of kind of processing anything else. So I think it's not being scared to kind of say what you need and, yeah. and, and be honest with yourself. So over the weekend, were you leading some routes as well? Have you got into leading, Trav? No. So at the moment, you're just sort of building in steps yeah yeah I'm still a baby (laughs) I've literally been outside about six times like yes like yeah yesterday being my sixth time so I'd never even like tried or been anywhere near trad gear until women's trad festival last year um and it was such a great experience um but yeah but like I've been climbing inside for five or six years now um and there have been like peppered with like one or two like outdoor kind of experiences but I haven't been consistently so I'm still really new and this weekend I just did top rope um on some routes and also we did the mock leading so you know I was on top rope on one rope and then um on belay on another and just kind of mock leading trad and I think I think sports sports climbing is a good <laughs> is like a good thing to try in the middle because it's so hard going from indoors to outdoors, and I think outdoors is really overwhelming if you're not used to it. And it's quite a lot to deal with in terms of well, there's just so much. There's the whole environment, and not to mention like how it feels to be on real rock, which is amazing at times and also like absolutely petrifying. <laughs> Talk a bit about that. So the actual, yeah, moving from out indoors to outdoors. What 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 are the what's the amazing bit and what's the petrifying bit? I mean, being there is absolutely amazing. Just like being in these places with amazing like people. Like the climbing community is just so friendly, and I've met some really great folks like through through climbing. So I think that environment, just like being at the crag, kind of having a go at climbing those things are amazing the petrifying bit I think when you're indoors you're so used to like the routes being planned out for you everything is nice and kind of like clear you don't have that on real rock like you can't see it's not like pointed out to you so you yeah, have the, to the kind of where you where you find the next hole it's not yeah, and that not... takes time to develop and if you've only been outside six times then that's it sounds like you're doing absolutely brilliant because um, it is so different isn't it there's much more about. Were you climbing on gritstone? Yeah, I was, and my hands are still stinging. <laughs> well, you've got some gritstone scarves, like a badge of honour. Yeah, it was gritstone. It was really, like, I love the friction, but obviously, like, the holds are, like, quite slopery. But it was, like, 
the the contrast between like putting your hand in a crack and feeling the difference between the cold grit and your hand on a wall that's been in the sun and the and the warm grit so it's just building confidence I think because you know the, the holes are so small as well and I'm not one for like small holes inside I've kind of avoided them like the plague um I think I don't know if that's down to doubting myself in terms of like what I'm capable of and also like being absolutely petrified that I'm going to like injure myself with like 10 like because I've got like tendonitis and um things like that so I kind of think I've drilled into my head that small holds equal injury (laughs) but it's not the case (laughs) so it's just kind of like getting used to it and the feeling of being on rock is amazing but also there were times I was just like crying petrified wanting to come down and there were times that I could get past that and there were times that I didn't get past that and I think learning to accept that whatever you manage to do is okay. I think it's amazing that you, you know, you're going up there and getting up because gritstone can be, it can be quite uh, athletic in the cracks and it's very physical, isn't it? And there's a lot going on. Um, my very first hand jam. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Which is a, a dark art. Uh, and I know you suffer from chronic pain in your mm-hmm. joints, your fingers, so you, you've got quite a lot and, and, and diabetes as well. So you're having to kind of work through a lot of things. Yeah, um, I mean, um, to get on the rock. Yeah, I guess so. Like I was climbing's actually helped me reverse my diabetes. So I had type two diabetes, which um, they told me I reversed like a few, a few years ago, which was amazing. And I don't think that would have happened without finding climbing. For me, it definitely seemed to be the thing that helped me tip the scales into like my favor and reverse it. But they still treat, I still get treated as a diabetic because um, I guess like my blood sugars could change at any point, but I haven't had any done recently, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I also have like fibromyalgia and, and it can be quite hard, but I've got a really good support structure around me that helps me deal with the... I mean, I learn how to deal with the pain, but I have like a personal trainer and I go to see my osteo, you know, so I have coping mechanisms um, that are really, really helpful. And I couldn't, I couldn't cope without those people that help me kind of guide, guide through like the injury. And, and so it sounds like you've, you've got a real community around you, not just when you're climbing, but just, just generally. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. And I feel really lucky um, to be able to um, have those people. Um, you found yourself, like I'm thinking at the Women's Trad Fest, you strike me as somebody who's going to have deep empathy for other people who are working through their challenges as well. So do you enjoy that bit, mentoring other people? I do. I really do. If anyone ever wants to come like try climbing, I would happily take them out and and just like introduce them to climbing. And I have done um, because it's just kind of cool helping people to kind of try things that they haven't done before. And and I'd like to think that I am supportive of um, definitely like, you know, when we're all climbing together and you're egging each other on and like to get up the climb or supporting them if they don't like. 
it is it is a wonderful sense of community and it is just really nice to have those experiences with people and it's such an experience to share because yeah it's climbing but there's so much involved in that that it's it is really lovely to kind of share it with people and I definitely enjoy kind of doing whatever I can to help enrich someone else's climbing experience as well wonderful I, I noticed in the in the, in the page on the uh, the Women's Tradfest site, you talk about your dreams. And despite everything you just told me, you're dreaming of doing big walls. So you're clearly somebody who, you've got ambitions, right? Yeah, I don't, what yeah, definitely. About, what is it about big walls? What do you think? I don't know. You? I think, I think it's, um, obviously like they're all in amazing places. And I think the natural space, is you know why you want to kind of be in these places and for me you know I haven't been in places like this before like I've always enjoyed nature but I'm a city I've always lived in the city so you know my version of enjoying nature was going to a park or walking down a canal and like so being in places like the Peak District or I haven't even been to like Wales and Scotland yet but big walls have I don't know they just have there's just something about them that looks so amazing that I just want to be part of that world. Imagine and even after this that. weekend, <laughs> even after this weekend and kind of going like, you know, like yesterday I was just like, I don't know if outdoor climbing's for me. And like this morning I'm like, I can't wait to go back. And it's just like, what's happening? <laughs> so this Brilliant. is why I need to process everything. Right. Cause it's just like such a contrast. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, yeah, you, the thought of, I don't know, one day, you never know, DNL Capitan sleeping on a portal edge, being there for a few days. That would be absolutely amazing. I actually took myself to Yosemite um, in October 2019, just because I just wanted to look at it. I just literally sat in the valley for three days because I could only get like a week off of work. Um, and I just sat in the valley for three days and just stared at El Cap and just chatted with yeah. the folks around there and just kind of watched talked to the rangers and just watched climbers. Yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. And the thing is, like, nothing can prepare you for seeing El Cap for the first time. And I've heard so many people say that, and it's so true. Like, as soon as you, like, I being in London, I'd go and stand at the bottom of the shard and, like, stare up at it and go, well, that's a 1,000 feet, and El Cap's three times that. So... You can't even fathom like how high that is. And then going to actually see it in person was just breathtaking. It was just the most amazing place. And I just can't wait to go back. Well, I don't, I don't even to oh. climb it just to be there. <laughs> yeah. Or climb even maybe one of the smaller walls in Yosemite. I would definitely love to climb in Yosemite, but I think El Cap is is I don't know, it's, it feels like it's just a world away. <laughs> On your radar though. So I mean, I wondered if you read much of Andy Kirkpatrick's writing I've got um I've got one of his books actually I've got a couple of his books I've got um psych I've got higher education and is it psycho vertical yeah um I have not read them yet but I would Andy's obviously he's somebody who uh, he's been quite open about his own struggles you know with, with mental health and and uh and he's great writer I mean he just yeah you know talks about about the emotional side as well. So I think you, yeah, there's a lot of synergy there. I wanted to ask you three kind of corny questions before we finish. So the one, first one would be, 
What do you think is the biggest challenge you've overcome in climbing of all the different aspects of it? You see, that, that's the hardest bit for me sort of thing. I think it's always going to be my fear. That's the hardest thing. And it's still, to this day, is always the hardest thing. But I, Is it fear of falling or is it more fear of failure? Which one of those is the biggest one for you? I think it's like fear of falling, but when I actually do come off the wall, when I'm actually falling, I love it. <laughs> so I don't understand why, but it's also fear of heights. Like it's just the whole like, but it's getting better, but it's still kind of having to negotiate with yourself and take deep breaths and ask yourself, you know, can I actually push past this and you know and doing so if if you can i think what helps you is it breathing or how do you have you got any little tips techniques because other people might have felt this as well i mean i know it's really corny to say but deep breathing does help and just like picking a point on the wall and trying to compose yourself if you can asking yourself why you're scared i think can help because then you can address why you're scared and i think when you ask yourself that it might just be, well, because I'm scared of doing this one move. Um, and like I've learned through training, like just trying is probably key because most of the time, in fact, almost all of the time, just trying that one thing that you might think feels awkward or scary or like you're going to pop off or in whatever way it's affecting you, if you just try it, you either, you might fall off, but you might actually do it. And for the most part, you just do it and it's not half as bad as you thought it was going to be. And then you're like, oh, well, now I can do that. <laughs> that's brilliant for you, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing climbing great for your self-esteem and confidence when you overcome those things. It is definitely. And climbing's taught me so much. And I think it's kind of, you know, helped problem solving and so many I mean so many different aspects of I think who I am now has come from the lessons I've learned through climbing it has kind of changed my perspective on how I deal with pretty much everything if it's from learning confidence in myself to just realizing that you are more capable than you think you are or that you can fight get past whatever fear and the fear doesn't go away definitely doesn't go away this weekend I felt the fear more than I felt the fear ever but it's just um it is just such an amazing sport that I never really expected to find something that could affect you in that way wow thanks for sharing your your story it's so powerful it's wonderful to to hear if someone someone else is listening to this who you know might not have thought of themselves as a climber whether that's whether it's body shape they've had some other issues how do they go about it? Are there, I mean, are the groups, are, are you part of group, a group, or is it just people from your wall? I mean, obviously there's the Women's Tradfest, which is publicised. Are there other channels for people to sort of get involved? Yeah, there's so many channels. I myself am not a member of a group, but I really want to be. I just have been so lame in actually joining a mountaineering group. It's ridiculous, but I would love to join a mountaineering group. I mean, I myself just took, put myself on a course or... You can take yourself bouldering and just try it if you if you're a bit embarrassed and you just want to see. There's loads of social groups. Um, there's Paraclimbing London. There's um, 
loads of people that are out there um, doing, making it more inclusive for people. And you have United We Climb, um, there's Climb Mars, which is like for Muslim climbers. Like there's so many, there's so many different things. Um, there's so many different groups available and support structures. And even just talking to people, like one of my climbing partners now is um, a woman who asked my friend about a harness. And I was just like, well, if you ever want to climb, let's go climbing. And we have, and I've kind of helped guide her. Like, or if you know anyone, I mean, I didn't know anyone. So I did it all through courses. And then as soon as I, I joined the gym and started climbing regularly on my own, because I just started bouldering initially, I just got talking to people. And then you just slowly find people that are kind of at your level or just starting, but never be scared to ask questions as well. I remember kind of being on the bouldering wall and feeling really embarrassed that I couldn't get across anything and I was worried about my body and being bigger. Um, but I don't think that was ever an issue for anyone else. Like, I don't think anyone, I was never made to feel like people were thinking that I couldn't climb because I was big. Like the people that I came into contact with were just like, well, why don't you try this move or that? And they were just really supportive. And that's what I found in the climbing community. They are supportive. Everyone's looking for challenge and that, that challenge at a different level for them, isn't it, I guess? so. Even being in the peaks this weekend and seeing you know, people walking over the rock so confidently while I was literally on my bum, hands, knees, everything, like trying to get over all these rocks and just looking at how like it all comes with experience and time as well. But just don't be scared to try it. Yeah, great advice. Yeah. Well, it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat and maybe I'll try and we'll weave in some of those links to the different groups for people and, and, and people can follow you on social media as well and, and look at yeah. your story. Um, it's really inspiring. Oh, thank you, Andy. That's really, yeah. really lovely of you to say. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been your host, Andy Cave, and you've been listening to the Rab Mountain People podcast. To keep up to date and to hear more interviews like this, don't forget to subscribe. I look forward to bringing you more stories and interviews very soon.